Thanks for listening to the Reality Breached Podcast. I'm Sergio. It's time for something different. This time around, I've invited Alden Kirkland from the Dead Scene Kids Podcast to talk about music. Most specifically, we are going to go through our top 20 albums of the past decade. Enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Reality Breached. I am your host. My name is Sergio. Uh, it is the it's it's the end of, of what, 2019? Yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. And uh that means it's the end of a decade. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of kind of snuck up on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh because of that, I I've I've got Alden Kirkland here from uh what podcast are you on again? Dead Scene Kids. That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dead Scene Kids. <laughs> it's my favorite new podcast. My new favorite podcast? Favorite new podcast. Favorite new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite podcast. I mean, if you want to say that we're your, your favorite podcast, you just say it, dude. Yeah, see, that, that's, okay. that's, that's committing just, to more than I'm willing to commit don't to. Don't force it. Just let it happen. Hey, man. <laughs> just let it's it my happen. favorite new favorite favorite podcast. <laughs> uh yeah, he's here. He's here. And uh, like on Dead Scene Kids, they talk about music, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. And, <laughs> we, went and, a, we went a whole two months without talking about music. You talked about Halloween for we a long about, fucking oh time. Oh, my God. For the longest, we were like, what are we going to do? Because we have no more ideas about <laughs> You work. ran out of Halloween we ideas on like Halloween the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay. Okay. So yeah, the reason I called you over here. Is because I want to talk about the music of the decade. Okay. The decade is in the decade is ending, and there's been a lot of really good music, and I feel like the music of this generation doesn't get enough attention. Yeah, for sure. So I since I have a platform, you know, reality breached, why not talk about music? It's not yeah. it's it's not traditionally a music podcast but i would love to kind of dabble in that mm-hmm. uh so if if you're tuning in to hear you know nerd shit or video game shit or i don't know what do we talk about movies movies yeah we talk about movies a lot yeah uh games uh, yeah yeah we see we're not going to talk about any of that today yeah. it's gonna be all music so tune in next time <laughs> if, if you're down for something out well i'm sure the next one will be about video games for or some, you guys, something that have that has been a new episode of reality breach <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> thank you for downloading <laughs> we get those numbers regardless <laughs> uh for the rest of you who want to t- hear about music uh that's what we're going to talk about and um i had this idea that we could just talk about albums because the album is a dying format. Yeah, as much as I hate Everyone's that, everyone's going to singles, dude. It, it, not even just singles, but also like EPs. Yeah, like so many EPs are coming out now, and I love albums. You know, sitting down and listen to like 10, 10 to twelve tracks is mm-hmm. like the perfect album length. And there's been some really good ones this decade. So mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, Alden, pick out your twenty favorite albums from the teens." That's what the yeah yeah, yeah the teens that'd be twenty ten to 2019 yeah and we'll just talk about them we'll list them we'll discuss them we'll uh uh see if there's any overlap you know um uh, i think there will be there'll probably be one there'll be one or two one or, one or two one or, maybe three yeah like i'm i i'm eyeballing three of them on my list as possible overlaps yeah but we'll get there when we get there okay uh we put together l- lists quote unquote of 20 yeah um mine in in true Sergio fashion is a list ass list like it's got numbers 
There's rankings. Yeah. There's a winner. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, this, how, this, how how are yours organized? Don't. Yeah. Uh, it's just here <laughs> and like um, it's here. It exists. Uh, this was by far the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> ever? Yeah, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done because, like, uh, I really love, I really love, um, really love music, which is, you know, why Hunter and I decided to do um, the podcast on music because, you know, that's how he and I became friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we became friends on talking about how great graduation was. And so when you text, I'm dyslexic. So I didn't read where you said <laughs> of the decade. All I heard, all I read was, uh, here are the stipulations. Okay. Um, the stipulations are uh, 20 albums, yep. uh, preferably on uh, punk metal pop. Yes. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's, that's kind of difficult for me. I said, but I can, <laughs> but I can do it. And then, um, and then I went through and I made this list and I had like 52. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but because I didn't see where it said this decade. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you, so, so you just had 52 from all over the place. All over the place. So like I had, I had Rage Against the Machines first album. Okay. Um, I had, uh, I had Bad Brains on it. I had like Anita Baker and I was like, okay, these are things <laughs> I just can't live without. And I was like, this is the hardest shit I've ever done. <laughs> Just because you didn't read the whole text. <laughs> and so, like, I've got friends helping me out, and they're like, uh, "We're we're at uh, we're at church this morning," and he was like, "Why don't you delete that?" And I was like, "Because I need it. I need this. <laughs> I need this album." He's like, "I mean, that's something that I would delete." And I go, "I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but that's I I can't do it. I can't delete it." And then you like, I come in, it's like you uh, the decade all, and I go, "Oh." That makes this a whole... This is not as easy as... I, I went back and changed something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I realized... Just, and you I was just like, put your phone down. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, because I thought about it. I was like, oh, wait. No, that's this decade. Like, I need to put this back on because I had to get off. Nice. So nice. it was uh, it was definitely a struggle. So there is no organization of it at all. It doesn't go through. It's like, it is what it is. I mean... Instantly thrown together. If any, it, originally, if, if we went from top to bottom, it went mm-hmm. from uh, Z all the way to A. But now, going through and deleting things, it's like... Z to to B to A to X to A to okay yeah it's all over the place now so okay you do your list pal yes yeah the, the, the way we're gonna do this is I'm gonna I'm gonna list mine from twenty to one and I'm not you can just that. throw one out just after throw them I out. Do, like I'll do twenty you do whichever I'll do nineteen you do whichever the second you know so I, I guess like unless we overlap. Right, right. If I list one and you're like, I got that one, I would, <laughs> or, or or like if I list one by an album or by an artist and you have one from that same artist, okay, then you can be like, oh, I got that one too. Okay, let me go ahead and get the the check marks and make sure. I, oh wait, I've got a champagne bottle. We'll use that one as the emoji saying that we I talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Okay, so I'm just gonna go ahead and get started. Yeah, uh, let's my, hear it. My number twenty is. Foo Fighters, Wasting Light. I heard that was a great album. That is, I think I listened to maybe yeah. a couple tracks on it, and it sounded fantastic. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it's it, it's their last good one. 
Like, oh, well, <laughs> I, I take that back. Everything they've done has been good. It's their last great one. Yeah. Because they have like four or five great albums. Yeah. Wasting Light is wonderful. Start to finish. Uh, they, I don't know if you, they did like a whole documentary on the mm-hmm. making of it and it was all recorded on, uh, analog and it was recorded on some old, like old equipment and shit. Like, yeah. Dave was super excited about that album. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you can tell. Yeah. Like, like Pat Smear came back and is playing like the, the third guitarist. There's so many fucking yeah. instruments on it. It's, it's, it's a wonderful album. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about these on the bottom of my list because we had a lot, 40 albums to talk about. Um, okay. So I take it no Foo Fighters is on your list? Foo Fighters is not on mine. I actually did not get into the hype of Dave Gruel of leaving, uh, of leaving Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you have listened to Dead Scene Kids podcast, we call Nirvana a really great clothing line. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> We love we love that clothing line or Nirvana mm-hmm. uh, just as much as we love um, which which one is it um, the Misfits Misfits that oh yeah we love that clothing line Misfits yeah, yeah. and um, not not what? the Clash it's the other one the Ramones the Ramones yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the Ramones those yeah. are really great clothing lines so, that's kind of like a Thrasher of the magazine <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's not people don't know that Thrasher like it's a fucking magazine it's and they don't even know that what kind of magazine it is they just oh it's a cool <laughs> logo but Thrasher magazine is a fucking skateboard magazine <laughs> yeah uh, what the hell okay so uh all right let's see your de facto number 20 let's uh let's 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 go to something um kind of equivalent no, it's not going to be equivalent at all. Uh, let's just go from the top. I've got uh, Starboy by The Weeknd. Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay, which one is that? Is that, that that's, that's like the one after the one where he got big, right? So there was Kiss Land, which came out after his trilogy, uh, which uh-huh. was all EPs. Uh, right. Three EPs that he put out and a unreleased, which was called The Noise. Uh-huh. Um and then he put out Kissland which was terrible. And then he put out the <laughs> the album after that which is called the Be- uh Beauty Beauty Inside the Madness or Beauty Between that's, the Madness. Yeah, that's the and one that's, where he blew up mainstream. That's yeah. the one where he blew up and he had like the the <laughs> the dreads yes. that were that looked like chicken tenders. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That was the one it had it had uh the hills on it. Uh mm-hmm. it had uh the song from Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a really great album. It had it has so many good songs on it. But if we're talking about something mm-hmm. very different, mm-hmm. uh, Starboy was it. It was very yeah. different. Uh, Didn't that one have some production from uh, the the um, Daft Punk? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did the first song, which was Starboy, and they mm-hmm. did the very last song, which is I Feel It Coming, uh, which are great songs to begin with yes, and great songs to end with. Uh, so and it was just all around. It was just such a great project for him. So I was really proud to see him do something that wasn't uh, drug related, uh, because yeah. he loved he loves to pop pills. He loves to do cocaine, and like this yeah. was he was dating Selena Gomez at this time, and he was really happy. And so mm-hmm. hearing him do some kind of happy music was kind of was kind of great. It's cool. So it's a really feel good album. So I was very proud of him. Ooh, all right, all right. That's that's a good number twenty. <laughs> I'm familiar with that because there's going to be a lot of shit on your list, and I'm just like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, man. What are you, I'm, yeah, I'm actually kind of familiar with that one. So uh, I'm going to go with number 19. Okay. Um, this one is Lucas Graham's Blue Album. Okay. 
I'm not a Lucas Graham fan. I am. I've become one of since this album came out. Like uh, they're about to drop their third one this uh-huh. year, I believe, or f- technically fourth one. All of them are self-titled, which is fucking infuriating. How? Just I don't know. They're and the guy's name isn't even actually Lucas Graham. That's a stage name. Doesn't matter. Fucker can like, sing. It's like fucking Mike Tyson naming all his kids Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or who else had like. Not not, not Peter, Mike Tyson, uh, George Foreman. George Foreman. George yeah, Foreman yeah, had yeah, all yeah. the kids named George Foreman. Yep. yep. Uh, and Peter Gabriel had like six self-titled <laughs> albums. It's like, okay, uh, you, you go for it, old man. Um, I mean, technically, if we look at a Slipknot albums, are technically all self-titled albums. No, they're not. They just name them numbers. Iowa. Well, Iowa. Originally, so if you look at, if I'm not mistaken, I think Iowa's the only one that, maybe it's like number three and they call it Iowa, something there's, like that. There's like chapter four. They got some names. They got, they, loosely. Okay. Loosely. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> loosely. Iowa's a good fucking album, too. Um, So Lucas Graham. Yeah, their, Lucas Graham. Their, uh, set, their fourth Lucas Graham album. Uh, their third. Yeah, I don't know which, <laughs> it's like the second one, I don't fucking know. But uh, Lucas Graham, that the blue album is... Top to bottom, amazing. Uh, Luke Scram has one of the best voices mm-hmm. in that genre in the world. And they just kind of, I think they're from somewhere in, somewhere in white guy Europe. <laughs> we're, not ta- we're not talking like England or France. We're talking like homeland white guy Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like it's always cold Europe. And, uh,. Yeah. They just fucking just popped out of nowhere and released a bomb ass album, top to bottom. The, the follow up to it wasn't nearly as good. It had some mm-hmm. good stuff on it, um, but they put on a good show. Like I, you I, seen him? Oh yeah, you seen Lucas? Okay, Atlanta. good. Uh, they played at the um, hell's the name of that place? The Tabernacle. The Tabernacle is such a great venue. I love the Tabernacle. It's so, so good. It's and it's so short person friendly because this, this, the, the, the fucking the the floor is slanted. It's slanted. It's slanted. <laughs> so so yeah, the, like the big hit that they had off of it was Seven Years. Okay, so yeah, I do. Yeah, they, uh, I do know this band, uh, and um, I, he does have a great voice. Mm-hmm. I, now that I'm listening to it, okay, yeah, 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 I'm hearing it in my head. I didn't know he was. I thought he was from here. No, no, he's they're they're foreign. Okay, and like. You know how people just look European? Yeah. Most of the band looks European. He, but the guy that is, like, the persona, Lucas, uh-huh. doesn't look, he doesn't look that. Uh, he he looks like a dumpy asshole. He looks like a dumpy 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, but he <laughs> sings like an angel. It's fucking weird. Uh, what's your number 19? <laughs> My quote, end quote, number 19 is, uh, which you probably will not have this on there, because okay. this is a band I saw... Uh, here in Jackson, uh, and they are called Foreign War. Oh, yeah, that's definitely not my list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they had this album called The Island Earth, and they changed their they changed their name uh, prior to putting this, this album out. It was called uh, Red Morning Voyage. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was, it was so good. Um, like, what kind of music is it? It's, they're very influenced by Every Time I Die. Okay. So like that um very metal but not metal core yet. Okay. So kind of not even new metal. It's very weird. So uh it's but very I, narrow. Yeah, it's very narrow, but even even foreign war they do um 
they do a really great job at being metal, mm-hmm. but almost being metalcore and not being completely metalcore. It's really great. Um, but I remember seeing it and the guy, uh, and at the time they were still called Red Morning Voyage, mm-hmm. and uh, they were on tour with my favorite local band that no longer is, exists anymore, which is Truly Truly. And uh, they were on tour together, and the lead singer from Foreign War slams his head against the Gets the floor. <laughs> so we had to stop the show, and he was like, "Dude, I'll be I'll be okay. Just like give me five minutes." And so, like the guitarist just starts playing riffs. Shit. <laughs> It, it takes longer than five minutes to go to go through the concussion protocol. <laughs> he there's no no question. The dude totally had a concussion. I'm pretty sure of it. But uh, I'll go back and listen to it, and I'm like, mm. man, this is just so good. Um, the lyricism on it is just really great, uh, and it's to the point that a lot of these albums I can go through and listen to just about every of them, every mm-hmm. one of them. I can go through and tell not tell you a title of the song. Oh, I f- I forgot how to learn song titles back in the, back in the late nineties. So. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Fallout Boy. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They, like they they did that for me. Uh, but no, I I go through and I don't I don't know the name of these these songs because I just listen front to back. Right. Uh, so I don't I don't I don't know any of the song titles. All I know is uh, the one that goes da 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 da. Oh yeah, I know that one. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Just mumble the chorus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that that is Foreign War. Uh, you can you can't find it on Apple Music or Spotify, but you can find it on iTunes. It is still purchasable. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. That was your number nineteen, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Uh, you're not going to have this one on yours. Um, my number eighteen is Dark Before Dawn uh, by Breaking Benjamin. I did not, I'm not going to have that one on my list. <laughs> Breaking Benjamin is one of my favorite bands. I know it is. Like, and it's very easy to make fun of that entire <laughs> genre of music. And anyone who wants to can eat a dick. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was raised on, I, I don't want to use this, the phrase red state rock, but there's a, there's an attitude that comes with that type of yeah, music. Yeah, absolutely. For and sure. Breaking Benjamin treads in that water, and and I mean they're the best that do it, and they yes <laughs> they're they're absolutely they're the best the like, best that do it. They've made a career out of trying to sound like a poppy tool. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? I'm down for that because I don't they, really like Tool. They do it, but I really like Poppy Tool. <laughs> uh, Dark Before Dawn is actually their big comeback album. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if you know the history, but uh, after the album before that. Ben Burnley, the singer and brainchild of the entire band, fired everyone uh-huh. because they remixed a song with an additional singer for a greatest hits album, and they didn't run him like run it by him. Mm. And so he was like, "Fuck you guys," and fired all of them. Solid. It was the. Uh, it was actually the song from Halo Two. <laughs> oh look it's the anniversary of halo 2 guys yeah, <laughs> yeah let's stick a chick at the end of this song <laughs> and he was like fuck that and what's crazy is like the record label still released it solid and he was like all right and he fired all of them and took like a five-year break sound uh, found three new dudes who were able to replicate the sound of the original three basically perfectly because that's hard to do. Yeah, like that album sounds exactly like it's supposed to. Yeah, even though it's five years, you know, 
later with completely a completely different staff. So it, that, that in and of itself is impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. That is that's totally impressive. I mean, to fire the entire bed because they went and said, we're going to do this without you. It's like, mm-hmm. but th- dude, how are you going to do this with my voice and not tell me? <laughs> <laughs> right? I wrote this fucking wrote this song. song. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I was impressed and I've always loved Breaking Benjamin and that's the best that they've done this decade. So. Okay. That's a good one. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm not a Breaking Benjamin fan, but I know you love them. I do. So much. <laughs> uh, my next one is Collide with the Sky by Pierce the Veil. Okay. Okay. I've heard of Pierce the Veil. I've never um, heard any Pierce the Veil. So here's my, struggle with, here's my struggle with Pierce the Veil. They put out, uh, in, in, this, in the decade, mm-hmm. Pierce the Veil has put out a total of uh, four albums. Okay, that's one every two and a half years. No. No? <laughs> no. It's not. Okay. They put out they put out a uh, their first album, which was um uh a flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they put out Selfish Machine. Okay. Immediately. Selfish Machine was so good. They waited three years to put out Collide with the Sky. Okay. Well that's not that bad. That's not that bad. Follow me here. Okay. Oh, no, they didn't put out four. They have three albums. They have three <laughs> albums. Um, and then, uh, and just, make, just to make sure that I'm not incorrectly, I'm not incorrect, um, just to make sure that I tell you how ridiculous this is, uh, Pierce DeVille, they put out Collide with the Sky in 2012. Okay. And then... They put out the miss it. They put out the single called "The Divine Zero in 2015. Okay, and then they put out the Misadventures in 2016. And I mean, it's four years. Four years, and they haven't put out an album yet. See, I, I'm fine with that. That that it's that, so that doesn't long. bother. That, and then then you have their counterparts, which people absolutely. When you were, if you were a fan of Pierce Avell, you were a fan of Sleeping with Sirens. Oh, I am. Then I need to really listen to Pierce Avell. Pierce Avell. I love Sleeping with Sirens. Pierce Avell is better Sleeping with Sirens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kellen Quinn is like a total dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw them live like two weeks ago. I, I decided that I would not see them live. I mean. And I'd never seen them before. Less Cheers to This was on my list mm-hmm. originally. Yeah. It was on my list, and I was like, mm, I can't go back and listen to anything else by Sleeping With Sirens. I mean, I can go back and listen to Kick Me, because that's a great song. Yeah. Uh, I can go back and listen to two songs on Madness. I can go back and listen to those, mm-hmm. but if it's not, um, if if we were if we were a movie, this would be our soundtrack, and if I can't go back to Let's Cheers to This, I'm not listening to Sleeping With Sirens. Wow. Uh, but Pierce Avell, I can listen to their entire discography, because it's fantastic. Okay. I'll um, check them out. Yeah. Because I really like Sleeping With Like, I like all of Sleeping With Sirens. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have that... that 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 cut off there. Like I their, bought madness. The, their new one is really good. Is it? It's but it's it's more mainstream than anything. Does it sound done. like madness? Uh, I bought madness and it was twenty seven dollars. Which one is which one is madness? That's the all the, black the all album. Black? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna be a fan. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. I, I purchased that album. It was like $26 on iTunes. And I was like, dude, Kick Me is so good. And See, it, I really like Madness. And it's not on my list, but I really like <laughs> Madness. I was like, Kick Me is so good, dude. And then I went back and I was like, what? There is no other song on here. I mean, there's the, uh, we always seem to find a way to fuck things up. That's mm. a great song, too. And then after that, it was like, this album sucks. Wow. I really like that album. <laughs> but, um, um, Pierce the Veil. Pierce the Veil. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pierce the Veil. Uh, they put they put out "Collide with the Sky," and I mean, dude, every track is just so good. They have uh, that's the song that they did with Kellen Quinn from Sleeping mm-hmm. with Sirens. It's called "King for a Day," uh, and they only did that song because fans wanted them to do it. It's got Jason Butler from Let Live, and now the Fever Three Three Three. Okay, um, it's just it's so good. It's really fantastic, and like once again. I can go through the entire album and not know a single title. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's just... Yeah, it's a solid yeah. album. Awesome. The art is fantastic. Uh, it's one of the reasons I got into records mm-hmm. uh, was because of album arts, and it's like one of my prized ones because it's such a beautiful album art. Yeah, that, like that's the whole record trend. It's... I have my issues with it. Uh-huh. But it's really... I really appreciate having giant album art. Album art, Because album exactly. art is, is something that is often is not really... You People know they, don't pay attention to it anymore. They were, ta- they were talking about taking them away. Like, album No more art? album arts. The fuck is... How? I have no how idea. How are you going to market your shit without yeah. pictures? I don't know. We're humans. We need pictures. Which is a, a reason that Kanye went ahead and did, like, the... Um, the Yeezus. It was mm-hmm. just a CD with a uh, orange strip on the side. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. He had some good album art, too. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Your number... Seven. Seventeen. Seventeen? Seventeen. And it's it's really a shame that Hunter's not here. Is it, is it Coheed and Cambria? It's Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> uh, it's not anything he wants to hear. Uh, it's The Color Before the Sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, loves that album. It's just not his favorite. He loves all of them. <laughs> he loves that album. It's uh, just not his favorite. I, I love that one because, I, as, as I've said before, it's the one without all the bullshit. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have any, th- any of the weird science fiction nonsense built into it. It's a very personal record. Uh, it's the only one that they've done like that. Mm-hmm. Because immediately after that album, they doubled down and released a fuckload of science fiction shit. Yep. Which is fine. Like, that album's good, too. But this one is a short 10-track, just start-to-finish, wonderful piece of, like, piece of art. Like, yeah. It's, 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 it's just... We, we we know the musicianship is going to be there. We know that Claudio Sanchez is going to have his voice. Yeah, you know, he, so he's like, definitely going to have it. <laughs> but to hear a just a, it's basically them distilled down into what they would sound like if they were a normal band. Yeah, you know, no eight minute long like bullshit. It's just track, 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 track. Have a good day, and I fucking <laughs> love it. <laughs> Maybe you should have saw uh, Coheed and Cambria when they went on that tour. I wanted to. Yeah. Tickets were ridiculous, but I really I saw them when they were in town. Like they played here. Yeah. Was uh, that out? Was that no? no that wasn't no, that, that album. Was, that no, was, it was the, before. I remember it was like the dual album that they put out. Yeah, yeah, and that one only had a handful of things on it that I liked. Don't tell hundred that. I'm not. Don't I'm not. That. I'm not going to. But the, 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 but that one, the color before the sun, that <laughs> solid. <laughs> Uh, so that was number 17. I like Coheed and Cambria. It's just, I, I think I can't listen to them 
because of the hype. Oh, you see, at this point, they're so far past anyone giving a shit about them. <laughs> like, Hunter's like the only one left. It's great. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I definitely, I did, I definitely went to the 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 show we went to for Coheed in Memphis, and I was like, "Fucking nerds!" Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, nerd. oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they're they're basically a modern rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Um, my number something is uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Okay. Uh, and this album is called Soul Punk. And it is did from, that come out in this decade? Yes, it did. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, it came out 2013. Yeah, it did, because it came out during their... Uh... their Wait I a minute. Is Are you sure? Positive. Yeah, because... I was, I was working at Hot Topic at the time. Just to make sure. Who also just put out an album? Yeah, 2011. Oh, wow. Yep. Then when the hell did the... Sorry, I just had... I have a Fall Out Boy album on my list here. Okay, all right, that adds up. That adds up. Okay. <laughs> Soul Punk. Soul Punk. I like that album. Don't love it. Don't love it? Don't love it. Tell me about it. There's too much bullshit. Really? There is. Oh, man. Like, I all it. of those songs could be trimmed by a minute, and they, they, they would be better. <sighs> See, I disagree. I mean, there's... Like, even the best song on the album... Which is? Uh, what the hell is... Um, I think Run Dry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, I can, I can deal with not having Run Dry, and I just want Cryptozoology. Oh, see, which is the song after? Yeah, no, like, after Run Dry, cut that shit in half and make it two tracks. Like, <laughs> I, I actually prefer Cryptozoology over Run over nah, Run Dry. It nah. was actually one of my favorite songs for a while. Like, I again, I like the album. I love how experimental it is, and yeah. I, and, and I love that he literally just made a soul punk album. Yeah, absolutely. It's inspiring, but people hated it. Outside of like four or five tracks that I throw onto my Fallout Boy play- playlist, I don't really touch it much. No, if I if I listen to it, I find myself listening to this entire album mm-hmm. for like a like a month or a week straight. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah because like Ali's so good. Um, I remember. Okay, so uh, I saw Patrick Stump before I saw Fallout Boy. Okay, um, and. Uh, he opened up for Panic at the Disco on their Vices and Virtues okay. tour. Which is weird because Panic at the Disco then opened up for Fallout Boy when they were touring for Save Rock and Roll. Right, exactly. So it was flipped. Yeah. Uh, Foxy Shazam actually opened up for Patrick, which was bizarre. <laughs> I remember him getting on... I, maybe I've told you this story before, but like Foxy Shazam like climbs up on his guitarist's neck and takes his microphone and sings the song. That's the biggest black ass I've ever seen, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, god! But Patrick opened up for them, and he performed "Alley." And I wanted to punch this person in the face because I don't. I don't know who Patrick Stump is. I think he's the guy that like lead sings for Fall Out Boy. I don't know. I don't fucking care. And I'm like, I want to punch you in the face. If there was no, <laughs> if there was no Fall Out Boy and Patrick Stump, there would be no Brendan Urie. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. Uh, but I remember like losing my shit and fangirling as he's about to do the huh in Alley. <laughs> oh my God. 
I think about it so frequently. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I fanboy. I've I've I have legit fanboyed at a few concerts. Not yeah. many. Like Foo Fighters. When I saw them, I lost my. I I was experiencing emotions I had never experienced Ab- before. Yes. My Kim. When I saw them in Memphis years back, dude, is it was like I was on another fucking planet. Um, who else? When I saw Butch Walker. Oh, okay. In Atlanta. In a, like a hometown show in downtown. Yeah, like... Seeing Butch Walker had to be sick, dude. Dude, it was great. It was fucking great. And and being in a... Just being in a room where everyone knew his songs <laughs> gave me fucking goosebumps. <laughs> but there's going to be a Butch Walker album on here, so let's keep moving. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I remember knowing every last song, every last lyric mm-hmm. to every song, and the album didn't come out until the next day. Wow. I had already been in tune uh, because I loved it that much, dude. Yeah. Uh, I listen to it frequently. Frequently. Wow. See? Again, I like it. Don't love it. Um, but speaking of, speaking of Panic at the Disco, uh, my number 16 is Pray for the Wicked. Okay. Which is, that's the newest one, right? That's the newest one. Yeah, that's one. the newest one. And I actually had two Panic at the Disco albums on the list, and I chose pray for the wicked of the two mm-hmm. because i feel like it's objectively a better album but that's not me shitting on the other one like tell me sergio please uh-huh. explain what, so, was the, what was the other album the, the other one was the one right before it what the um death of a bachelor death of a bachelor which is uh, as i say it out loud i'm kind of regretting my decision i'm glad you are because like <laughs> death of a bachelor is a fucking great album uh it's it's weird how he, Brendan Urie, not Pat. I, I refuse Brendan, to. Re- Brendan at the Euro. Like, Brendan I, at the Euro. I refuse to call the. Like, refer to it as Panic the Disco because it's just the Brendan Urie project. Yeah, Brendan at the Disco. Yeah, yeah, Brendan. What, yeah, yeah. Brendan at the fine. Disco. Because, you know, when, when there was the big breakup after the second album, I was like, oh, well, what the fuck is going to happen? You know, and he brings back the exclamation point after Panic and he records. Uh, what was the, the. Was it Vices and Virtues? That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vices and Virtues came out. I'm like, He's just trying to re-record the first album. What the fuck is going on? And it took him a few albums to get back to 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 a point where I felt like he was being actually creative. Mm-hmm. And that was Death of a Bachelor. Okay, like that album's great. This next one, Pray for the Wicked, is if Death of a Bachelor is a triple A baseball player, mm-hmm. Pray for the Wicked is a major league baseball player okay it's like he finally graduated out of the doldrums of like of underground alternative music kind of the beginning of their career of his career will always be tied to middle of the aughts emo yeah period it's like that's the panic the disco is like when you hit play on that that's that 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 hendora station it's gonna go panic Fallout Boy, My Kim, Panic, Fallout Boy, My Kim. That's just how it's going to play. Yeah. This was the first album where I feel like he creatively took a step outside of that. He did. And it obviously resonated because there's a panic res- renaissance happening right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that we're talking about this because mm-hmm. like there is one on my list. Uh and that one on my list is Vices and Virtues. Was that this decade? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Vices, Vices and Virtues is on my list. All right. Um and I thought it was I thought it was 
the time of him by mm-hmm. him, like himself, him and um, Spencer. Yeah, the, Spencer, the drummer. The drummer. The uh, other one on the cover. Yeah, so Spencer. Fucking weird. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> him and Spencer actually being creative and saying, "Okay, this is the sound that we want to go for." And of course, like when you have bands like Fall Out Boy, mm-hmm. when you have bands like uh, My Chem, when you have bands like Blink One Eighty Two, of course they're not going to want to do the same thing each album. I mm-hmm. mean, look at Green Day; they never put out the same album uh, like no, twice. No, not usually. Every album is going to be different, and that's the same thing with Fall Out Boy. I don't expect every album by Fall Out Boy to sound the exact same. Because if I go through and I listen to Take This to Your Grave, it's definitely not from Under the Court Tree. No. It's not it's not the same thing. And if, if I go back and so many people say, oh, if you listen to uh, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, it's basically the same thing as listening to Vice and Virtues. And I'm like, I disagree. It's more it's more steam. steam like the, the look they were going for was a steampunk. Mm-hmm. Um, he ventured a lot into his vocals. With Vices and Virtues and yeah. kind of being more creative with a lot of the, the writing that they wanted to do. So it was a lot more um, risque. So like in the first album. I don't know. In the first I album. Not, not, in, not in comparison to their first album. I mean, so in their first album, they have like it's, a, it's all about death and, you know, yeah. like cheating and that kind of stuff. But as far as like, uh, which one is it? Uh, he talks about like doing oral on one song in Vices and Virtues is very grown up by him. I'll give you that. It is so, a bit more grown up, but I, 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 just, I just feel like the tone of the album, he, he, was, he was trying to evoke that first album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Clearly. I mean, and, and he's still doing that. Like, uh, for now, at the time when I saw him, like, mm-hmm. he was still in love with I Write Sands, Not Tragedies. Mm-hmm. And, like, now he goes, I fucking hate this song. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I hate it. Uh, but I can't say that uh, Pray for the Wicked is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the record. It's still in plastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's still in plastic. Wow. But, like, I can wear out Death of a Bachelor because I felt at that time that mm-hmm. this was, this is exactly what he should have done. This was the sound that he was going for because at that time, Death of a Bachelor is the one album that he wrote completely by himself that's true uh because too rare was wrote was written by him and spencer yeah and then spencer left that's why spencer's not on he's not on the cover because he didn't go on tour Mm -hmm. uh because of drugs but (laughs) he had drugs to do he had drugs to do (laughs) um but death of a bachelor was the first time he had Mm -hmm. written things and he's like okay this is what i want to sound like this is what i want to do and that was great, and I was proud of him for doing that kind of stuff. But then when Prayer for the Wicked came out, I was like, okay, this sounds like you're trying to put yourself into a box. And now you're in a box, and you want to get out of it. But you don't know how to get out of it because you're mainstream now. Yeah. It, 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 it felt like that first Taylor Swift album where it read, where read. She, she purposely wrote for pop radio. Uh-huh. And then it fucking blew up because it's her best album. You know, that's how Pray for the Wicked f- feels to me. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see what he does after that, but I can mm-hmm. say Pray for the Wicked is definitely not one of my favorites. It's Ooh. it's it's pro- it's actually the lowest album by them on my list. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's 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 it that, Even, that, 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 that second one is just a Beatles album. So Pretty Odd is great writing. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't sound great, but it's fantastic writing. Yeah. Uh because it's it's a lot of the tit for tat with the you know, you still have the the titles that they do with what they did in the uh the first album. So you still have that title thing and you get that from Ryan. Uh and that's where you get the Beatles sound, the very mm-hmm. folky is from Ryan, but you yep. still get the really great lyricism from Brennan. Yeah. 
So it was kind of a tit for tat. So it's it is pray for the wicked and then pretty odd. Let's see, I, I I like them all. I like, like them this, all. Yeah, this isn't me shitting on any. No, it's not me shitting on any. It's just odd. not my would, favorite. Would be at the bottom for me. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um. So I guess that was yours. Yeah, let's go ahead and count that as mine. Okay. <laughs> um, my next one is number fifteen, and it's vessel. Twenty-one pilots. Okay, I'm excited about this. Really? Yeah. I'm, Why? I'm very because so many people don't give vessel enough. Uh, enough. It's uh, it's it's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> like they they haven't when it when it, what's the name of the one that came out after that? Shit, I can't remember it. Uh, blurry face. Blurry face. When Blurry Face blew up and everyone's like, oh, th- 21 Pilots is amazing. I'm like, there's nothing on Blurry Face better than Car Radio. Yeah. There's nothing on that album better than Car Radio. And that's not... Blurry Face is fine, but... Car Radio is on, is on vessels. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, yeah. No, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing, nothing on Blurry Face oh, yeah, better absolutely. than Car oh, Radio. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So... It, Actually, that concert I went to, it was uh, Panic opened for Fallout Boy. Yes. 21 Pilots, Pilots opened, opened up for Panic. So yes. it was like a great three bill, and I already mm-hmm. knew who 21 Pilots was. Um, but just, I had never heard anything like them before. And that was the vessel, they were, they were on like the vessel kick. Yeah. 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 They, they performed like every good song from Vessel. And like for a long time, that was. Every once in a while, I'll pull my phone out and I'll be like, "Hey, Dad, you need to listen to what the kids are listening to because this shit is dope," <laughs> you know. And he looks at me crazy. And like one time, I played him Skrillex. And I was like, "Just listen to this. It sounds like a microwave." Um, <laughs> and uh, I pulled out, you know, Vessel, and I was like, "You need to hear Vessel." And he listened to. It, he was like, eh, "I don't know, white guy rapping." I'm like, "Dad, Dad, Dad, shut the fuck up!" But you can't really put. <laughs> so that's one of the hardest things with Twenty One Pilots because it's not can't really put, rapping. Not really rapping. No, he just has a lot of shit to say. <laughs> you know, that's like saying Ed Sheeran's a rapper. It's like he's not. No, he just happens to sing fast. He flows or yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not a rapper. Yeah, but no, dude, Vessel is a solid album. Oh yeah, I love Vessel. solid album. Yeah. It's not on my list, but it's a, it's a <laughs> solid elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love Vessel. Um, I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm really happy that uh, it's a thing that we talk about frequently on uh, DSK is that uh, Hunter hates 21 Pilots, and he'll like he'll be making beats sometimes. And I go, is yeah. that a 21 Pilots song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one. Uh, is going to be a little different from the stuff that we talked about so far, and it will be uh, "In the Lonely Hour" by Sam Smith. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> it's super sad. So, so you want like like pure punk with that one? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Like just e, not even emo, emotional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not even emo, emotional. It's like um, I remember getting into into the long in the lonely hour like maybe a year after it had come out mm-hmm. and uh and this was before i knew anything about sam smith i had you know i heard the stay with me uh on the radio yeah and um i was like this is a great song and i never really ventured into it and someone bought me the in the lonely hour record mm-hmm. and so i listened to it and i was like it's so sad <laughs> who would do this to him <laughs> why <laughs> and then and then uh, 
then you find out, okay, all these songs are, you know, they're versatile to be, you know, for a woman or for a guy. But yeah. all of these songs he, they, he wrote was about previous relationships that he had been with and with guys. And then I go, all men are the same. <laughs> All men are the same. <laughs> uh, so, 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 what you're saying is it's just an Adele record. Yeah, it's, and he hates to be called that. So he's definitely uh, he's he's been told that he is the male Adele, and he hates it. He absolutely hates it. I was like, but dude, it's sad. I get it. Yeah. Uh, my friend Jordan went and saw him for the the second album, mm-hmm. which is also as equally as sad. <laughs> and he said he just sat there and was like. I'm so sorry that the song, these albums are sad. And he goes, shut the fuck up. This is what I, I came here to cry. <laughs> Stop apologizing. I came to cry. Shut up. Sing the, sam- sing the damn song. Don't try to cheer me Don't up. T- shut the hell up. Sing, sing this song and like put that at the, like, the very end when you feel like we've gotten too sad and then make me cry again. I'm cool with that. That's what I'm here for, dude. That slow song, if you can slow it down a little more to make it even... <laughs> fucking sadder yeah like run like to run just a little more and like and get your instead of uh like the hats they do for ties like bring the bucket and we'll put white tears in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah like everything i've heard by sam smith i've enjoyed yeah uh but it's just not my you know it's not really my realm i guess is is the best way to put it and it's just it's one once again it's just like sad song on sad song no titles (laughs) <laughs> no titles uh let's see moving to number my number 14 is it 14 did i make it to 14 yeah 14 is paris white noise okay i uh, are you familiar I, with paris I, or i don't know it's, this it, it's spelled with a v it's like p v the a yeah per purpose is how i thought it was said okay do, I didn't, yeah i thought it was purpose too now it's paris it's okay yeah it's paris it's paris it's paris yeah Paris does a really good job of blending genres of rock. Twenty One Pilots. Yes, yeah, well, yes, <laughs> but there's not really any like rapping or folk okay. rapping or anything. It's a female vocalist, uh, and she sings. She's, I wouldn't say she's as good of a singer as say the girl who sang for Flyleaf. Lindsay. Lindsay. No, that wasn't Lindsay, was it? Yeah. Lacey? Lacey. 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 Yeah. Lacey. You're right. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's as good of a singer as her, but she can blow. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and the, the songwriting is extremely strong. Uh, my wife actually covers a couple of Paris songs sometimes when okay. she's performing in town, and no one in the room fucking knows any of the songs, but I'm in the back <laughs> like, yeah, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's just an album that is not afraid to be a rock album and an emotional album. Okay. And it's not I like I I don't want to say it's emo cuz that sounds like I'm describing an emo album. Yeah. But it it has a little more it has a little more teeth than an than an emo album does. It carries itself almost like modern rock. Okay. But it has the emotion of say an emo album. And they're also very punk and they're foreign. So, like, Paris is cool. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I've listened to a couple songs, but maybe one or two songs by them, and didn't know what I was listening to. Yeah, that, that's probably the case. <laughs> probably uh, what it was. Sadly, the album after that was not very good. Oh, um, White Noise is wonderful. Like, I will ride for that album every fucking day, but the one after it, don't bother. They've released a couple of new tracks that are 
decent. They just released an EP that's yeah. pretty good, but they're trying to kind of change genres, which is always an interesting journey. Yeah. Um, that's always great. But yeah, check out White Noise. Yeah. Top to bottom, start to finish. It's great. Let's see. What is my next one? Number 14, Alden. My, my number something. <laughs> it is uh, Wild Heart by Miguel. Okay, you're you're gonna have to hold my hand through this one. Okay, that's a R and B artist. R and B artist. Okay. Uh, uh, this, I think that's what I. That's, I think that's all I know. Uh, this album and the reason that he's on here is because he and this album, like, teeter totters between like it being really dirty rock and okay. being really dirty R and B music. Um, all right. It is very. Very Lenny Kravitz, Prince influenced. I like Lenny Kravitz and Prince. Lenny Kravitz, it's on his album. Oh, okay. Lenny cool. Kravitz plays plays guitar on, the, on on this album. It's like face. I think it's Face the Sun, uh, but it's so good. It's really okay. dirty. It's really dirty. Don't listen to it around your kids. <laughs> Don't listen to it around your kids. I have I have no standards as to what I say or play around my kids. They hear everything. It's fine. <sighs> okay, so Maddie's in the back. There's a song and it's called it's called um, Valley and he says I want to paint your hills and valley. Oh, see that's that's just a metaphor. It, no, it ain't though. <laughs> no, it, it is. It like <laughs> like you say that in front of a kid. It's not like the kids gonna be like, "Ooh, that's dirty." They're just gonna be like, "Oh, a valley." Wanna, you know, yeah. I wanna, that's, I wanna that's paint a, your hills and valley. It's a thinly veiled metaphor. <laughs> that was, it's dirty, dude. It's really dirty, but it's really like. Um, it's it's really eccentric. Um it's got like it's got like a flow to it. Okay. Um it's it's very experimental uh and a lot of people hated it when it first <laughs> came out. And, th- and that's I love I love those stories where people hate this album and then come back to it. And it's like you really slept on this album. It's like Pinkerton. Yeah. Or like uh like Drake's Views. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I don't like Drake as much as a lot of people do, but mm-hmm. Views is a solid album. No, like, oh, it's trash. And I was like, All right, dude, give it like four years and you're gonna come back. It was like, Oh, this is a great album. <laughs> four years in You're like, Oh man, do you remember Views? Such a good album. Do you remember that? And I was like, I told you guys this is a great album great album. But Wild Heart. So good. Okay. It's so good. You got my attention when you said Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, so. Len, right. Len, Lenny Kravitz, Prince, Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> M- M- Miguel. Uh, okay, here's one where I think we might have some overlap. I don't... That's That may just me being optimistic. Okay. Uh, my number 13 is the self-titled Paramore album. Close. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh I will probably have the same issue with Paramore as we did with Panic at the Disco. So I'm, I'm really anxious really, to hear this. Really? Yeah. Um, the self-titled Paramore album is Haley growing up. Yes, it is. Is what it is. Uh, everything before it, like, it's probably, I don't even know if it's their best album. Because a lot of that stuff is hard to listen to the older it gets. Yeah. Like, Riot is amazing. Yeah. But going back to it gets harder as I get older. Okay, yeah. You know, uh, that has not happened with the self-title album. I, it's harder for them as well. So, like, they're, you know, they don't play it. Uh, not that's what you get. I know the one. Not, yeah, the one. They stopped playing they, they, it. Misery Business. Misery, yeah, they they don't play it anymore. Yeah. They're like, we don't, we don't, these are not our views any longer. Exactly. Like, and, and like, I, I still love 
all of their work. Like yeah. it's 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 a it's a panic situation where I love all of the all of it. It's just this decade Paramore was defined by that album. Yeah. And even like even the newest one is really eccentric and weird and mm-hmm. fun and I really like that new one. I love but it. I love it so much. When I think Paramore this decade, I don't think that album. I think the self-titled one is basically they're planting the flag on the moon. Yeah. For the teens. I can see that. Yeah, I can I so yeah, no, we I won't disagree with you on that. Okay. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not the Paramore album that's on my list. Uh, oh, brand, but there is one. Brand New Eyes is on my list. Okay. Which was the next one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, that works. <laughs> brand New Eyes is on my list. I figured there would be that kind of overlap as well. I uh, love Brand New Eyes. Yeah. Brand New Eyes is uh it was kind of again once with Panic at the Disco it was the hurt. It was mm-hmm. very she was very hurt uh in this album. Which is why I think I dislike, uh, not even dislike, it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, the Paramore album, because it is her growing up. So you're hearing a lot of different sounds in the Paramore album. It's not it's not cohesive to me. I can listen to a couple oh, okay. songs I'll on it. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I can listen to a couple songs on it, but like Brand New Eyes, it's like, I'm hurt, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that album reminds me of Fleetwood Mac in the way it's... Explain. It, like emotionally speaking okay because Fleetwood Mac is just full of angry fuck you music yeah you know like because everyone in the band was just fucking each other and <laughs> it's beautifully written and it's you know it it plays well on the radio but emotionally speaking it is it's brand dark new eyes. it's dark yeah. uh brand new eyes is, is very dark and like I said with a lot of hurt in that and still being able to you know try and continue being in being in a band with somebody that hurt you and then mm-hmm. uh and then that was kind of the opposite with after laughter which i love it so much is because uh the song um uh fake fakes fake happy, oh, fake happy is fake a happy, classic fake happy is the entire album yes like the entire album yes it's like it's in, a all, nu- in a nutshell it's like super happy and poppy but if you listen to the lyrics it's like i want to kill myself i'm dying here i'm dying inside yeah and it was and it, once again, it's the guy from um, uh, Newfound Glory. They mm-hmm. were going, they're going through issues and separation. Yep. And so, like, she's like, "I want to be happy, but I'm not happy." And she's like, "Tita tottering on it." And so, like, I kind of got it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, between Brand New Eyes and After Laughter is actually one of my favorite albums by Paramore. Cool, so good. And but and the Paramore album. It is a really great album, but it mm-hmm. just was not as cohesive as those two to me. And I can agree with that. It is not a cohesive album, but I, I just like the parts better. I, I like the parts better than I like the parts of the other, other yeah. two. Um, Brand New Eyes is a great album start to finish, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of songs that I feel should be better. Okay. Yeah. You know, like it, it's Riot, the songs hit fucking hard. Yeah. Like, they hit you in the mouth every time you hear you you listen to them. Brand new eyes. It's just like you should be better. You could have done something different. You could have like this chorus is not as catchy as you've written in the past. The like yes, the emotion is here, but mm-hmm. the only you, the only exception to say? is yeah. is like it's like I get that like thoughtful uh, chorus like uh, you are the only exception. Mm-hmm. It's literally the chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. I, I don't know. I, I, I again, this isn't me shitting on anything. No, I love all. Not. I love all Paramore albums. So. Yeah, absolutely not. All right. Okay. 
I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. We are an hour into this. So we're going to stop at 10 and record another. It'll be like a two-parter. Okay. Um, what number are we on? Uh, that was number... One, two, 13. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got two more. So my next one is 24-karat magic. Ooh, by Bruno yes. Mars. I have a Bruno Mars song, as, a Bruno Mars album as well. <laughs> Please, yeah. I like I, to talk about this album. Like, I thought I liked Bruno Mars. Then this album came out, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit! I fucking love Bruno Mars." Like, Bruno Mars recorded the best new edition album or rec- album ever with Twenty Four Karat Magic. Yes and no. It's not the best. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the best. It's like so. The entire album is an homage to old R and B music. Yeah, the entire album. It's so, fucking great. So not just not just new edition, but like the Isley Brothers and like Otis Redding yeah. and like yeah. all, it's just I love talking about it. It's the, like, what the, like it's so weird. It's so fucking weird, man. Because you you th- I, I just picture him as just like this crooner guy who's like I write music for everyone. I'm the most talented person in the Western Hemisphere, you know. And then suddenly he's like, I bet you I can like record this retro album and have a huge fucking. Hit oh yeah, with it. absolutely. Yeah, and and he he like he called a shot and then hit a fucking grand slam. It was great. Absolutely. I I, t- I talk to people about this all the time and say, dude. Like, this album, to me, is very thrown together. And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, this album is completely thrown together. I was like, nothing makes sense. If you ever listen to it, like, none of it makes sense. It's just, all of it is an homage. I was like, mm-hmm. cocaine. Yep. Cocaine. And so, uh, maybe I talked, this about, uh, talked about this on DSK, but uh, there's a song. There's a moment where in, I think, his first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unorthodox Doo-wop. jukebox. That's the second. That's the uh, second one. Uh, uh, Doo-wops and hooligans. That's right. That's Doo-wops right. Doo-wops and hooligans. And him and Philip Lawrence, they went on some radio show and they did a cover of California Girls. Okay. And this is how I, I pictured it because at the end of the song, they're talking about like we're in VIP, VIP, and they go, "Why are we in VIP? We're supposed to be talking about California girls." I go, "Oh shit, California girls," and I'm like, "Dude, that's how 24 Karat Magic was made." It's like just throwing stuff. It's like, man, you put some prime on your attitude. It's like that sounds like a great song. Yeah, it's, I fucking love that song too. That sounds like a great song. <laughs> just fucking snorting cocaine. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this you know what would be so good? This song right here. And then go, oh, fuck, we're supposed to put on an album. Let's take all those parody it's, songs it's that like, we made. Like all that shit that we were just fucking around. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's take all those parody songs and put them in an album. They're like, there's only nine of them. It's like, that's an album, right? Nine? <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tell people, I was like, dude, this is this is a parody album that was just like just Get, thrown together, way out of way out of hand. Yeah, and I was like, and it's and better it than most of the shit that was released this decade. Yeah, it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's just cocaine hype. That's all it is. It's all that album is, and I fuck with it. Like I am almost scared for whatever he releases next because who fucking knows what it's going to be? He can he double dip? I don't think he'll do that. Like, is the next one, like, just going to be a Prince album? Like, is the next one going to be... I wouldn't be surprised. Like, who fucking knows? He's... He, he, the world is his oyster. He's fucking Bruno Mars. I mean, Bruno, Bruno Mars is the new Prince. Uh, Prince or or Miguel is the new Prince. Yeah. One or the other. 
Yeah. Uh, and then you have The Weeknd, who is our, quote, unquote, the new Michael Jackson, which people are saying. I mean, okay. he just can't dance to save his fucking life. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> Abel cannot dance. Uh, my Bruno Mars album is Unorthodox Jukebox. Okay. <laughs> I remember a coworker coming up to me and saying, "Man, I think I think Twenty Four Karat Magic might be his best album." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not his best album." And they're, "But it's so good." Yes, it is. But it's a parody album. It's like a cover album. Mm-hmm. You can't go through and say, "Oh man, do you ever listen to uh, Greta Van Fleet?" And I'm like, no, I like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just listen to the Zeppelin. <laughs> I'll just fucking listen to Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I can't sit there and say, "Oh man, you know who should win a win an uh, 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 an award for their album?" Greta Van Fleet. And I was like, no, "Just give it to Zeppelin. It's just, just a, yeah. It's just a cover album they, of they Zeppelin. Just, yeah, exactly. Like if, <laughs> at the very least, like honorable mention. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a cover album of Zeppelin. So I can't go through and give an award to Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, dude, you did really. You were really creative in this album. Yes, you were really creative at doing covers." Because that's all it was. But we go back and listen to Unorthodox Jukebox. Mm. Jukebox, like this is creativity. Which ones? Which ones were on that? Just that, to, just to that has moonshine. That has yeah. um. Is that the one where he was obsessed with fucking gorillas? Yes. Okay. The gorilla is on the front. Yeah, and it's yeah. got the name There's of the song, song called Gorilla. Yeah. Um, it it uh when I was your man, which is uh yeah. renowned. Um, it will rain, which was on the Twilight soundtrack, was originally mm-hmm. on it. He took it off. Uh, so it's just it's just a really solid album uh, yeah. as far as like vocally. I guess uh, you know what I guess what I'm saying with my pick is that I like fake Bruno Mars better than actual Bruno <laughs> Mars because I like no I like no dude that's him that is him don't I, don't don't <laughs> don't shy away from it because when you see him live he is exactly 24 karat magic oh, I Bruno know. Mars oh I know he is I've, that's I, exactly yeah. him but I like unorthodox jukebox. But it doesn't stand out, yeah. As much as Twenty Four Karat Magic did, it's a did fun for me. album. It's it's like it, it's a fine album. Yeah, but Twenty Four Karat Magic is a fun album. Well, yeah, and yeah, that's okay, why yeah, that's, that's why, a fun album, and yeah. that's why it stands out so much to you. It's because maybe. it's a fun album. Maybe <laughs> Unorthodox Park is good. You know, like I'm pretty sure it made my top ten of the year. The year, like, oh yeah, in, in like the list that I make every year. But I don't know. It, it it did not even come to mind to include it on this list. Oh yeah, it was on mine. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely on mine. <laughs> All right, we're gonna shut down a uh, um part one pretty soon. Yeah, uh, one more. Let's see, one more, one more. And this one, it, the inclusion of this album is almost like a checkbox for me. It's like I have to include an album by this person. Okay, uh, John Mayer. Okay, I had a John Mayer on mine, but it was not this decade. Oh, okay. Which one was it? Continuum. It was continuum. Continu- continuum. It was continuum. <laughs> That's the continuum is like top three of all time for me. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, this is the search for everything. Okay, and like he he went through like some medical problems and had his 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 vocal cords were fucked for like two years, mm-hmm. like so much so that he had recorded two albums that he couldn't tour for. Oh, do remember that? Yeah, yeah, and those two albums were very like folky and, and very country, very country. Like obviously, living in Montana kind of rubbed off on him. Yeah, which is fine, and those albums are good, but they're not great. The search for everything is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. The search for everything, like that, is him coming back to who he is. 
It's so as good. an artist. It's so good. It's dude. such a good album. And it, uh, I, and then a follow up like right after that was that that single he did. Um, uh, I think another one you're talking about. What is it? New light. Yeah, and he came up with that just ridiculous video, just mm-hmm. green screen. It was like, I love John Mayer. Yeah, dude. I love John dude. Mayer. <laughs> like late '90s, I went to a train concert. Gross. It was the late nineties. I'm old. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> the train concert at at Howlin Mouse of all places. And before train came out, they had, they hadn't announced that they were going to have a an opener. Mm-hmm. I but I assumed there was going to be. Don't you fucking tell me you seen John Mayer? I saw John Mayer <laughs> at Howlin Mouse opening for Train. Oh my god! It was <laughs> it was him and a bassist. That's it. <sighs> he came out on stage, played almost his whole first album. Run for squares. Yeah, all acoustic. And he was like, thank you, guys. And then he walked off stage. I immediately was like, write that fucker's name down. <laughs> Went to Bebop Records and bought his, his CD the next day. And I've been obsessed with the motherfucker ever since. I'm jealous. And that album was so refreshing. Like, C- Continuum's great. The one after Continuum's good. Yeah. Those other two had me disappointed that I could, he had, I could live without those two. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if they didn't exist, there'd be a few songs that I would be really bummed about. Yeah. But when this album came out, I was so relieved cuz I was like finally. Finally. Continue Heavier Things, that's the other one. Heavier Things. Heavier Things was before Continuum, yeah. Yes, that's that's the other one. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah, yeah. Those, so so those was the three. John Mayer th- uh, John Mayer Trio live album is amazing. Battle Studies? That's another no, album no. that he put out. Yeah, Battle Studies is the one after Continuum. Yeah. Yeah. But Okay, yeah, I see it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Here it is. But yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you put that, that yeah. album on there. It's okay. such a good it's a great album. I, yes, it is. <laughs> it's a great album. So that's that was number what, eleven? That yeah. was number ten. That, no, that was number eleven. Is it? Yeah, number eleven. I felt like it was ten. I'm sorry. Uh so I'm just gonna go back to my the top here. Um, and I will end mine on uh, with Mac Miller. I almost put a Mac Miller album on here. Which I, one? Uh, the only one I really, really like. Which is? Um, Blue, Sl- Blue Slide Park. Okay, yeah. See, I really liked Party. Party Rap Mac Miller is my favorite party okay. rap person ever. Ever. And then when he stopped being Party Rap Mac Miller, I was like, I was bummed. I was real fucking bummed. I feel that. I feel that. But which one did you put? <laughs> I chose Good AM. <laughs> okay. Uh, that good. was a few years ago. How many years ago was that? Like five? Three. Three. Yeah, I think three. Okay. Uh, make sure. All right, Miller. It's got, it's got the song with, um, yeah, 2015. Okay. So four, almost five. Uh, but it's got the song with Miguel on it, uh, The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the moment I was like, okay, like he's really, like really changing his mm-hmm. style uh, when he did when he did Good AM. And, and I felt like there was some difference in uh, watching movies uh, because it was very, it was very dark. Watching movies was very dark. Mm-hmm. But this album, Good AM, very much felt like Paramore's um 
the the what's the hell? after 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 laughter is okay. like very very like uplifting sound but very dark influence mm-hmm. uh so there's a lot of it and he does a lot of like like sung poetry in it uh yeah. at the, at like some of the songs that's called rap music <laughs> shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> um like he he just there's just there's just so many like gems in that one for mm-hmm. me uh even going back and listening to uh like swimming swimming is one of my favorite albums and that was the last one he that was the last one he put out which felt like a goodbye album like Mm -hmm. it felt like he had given up uh which was a reason i didn't put it on this list is because because there was so much hurt in that and i i was fucked up when mac miller died yeah i was i was distraught Mm -hmm. um and i hadn't felt like that in so long uh, when you know somebody that I don't know and they pass, like, uh, but good AM was was like that that venture of I can still do it, but the, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then swimming was like fuck it, just fucking kill me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but good AM, it just had it had such a balance, and I can relate to so much on it. Okay. Um, so, but it was a solid, solid album. Yeah, Mac Miller is always someone that I've respected even as I've fallen out of listening to him. Because mm. I like every time he'd release an album, I'd listen to it and be like, all right, well, he's doing his shit, you know? He is, it, and, he was. And, and it just wasn't, again, it wasn't my lane. Uh, that's But that's why Blue Slide Park was so good for me, because it was... It was a party. It was a fucking party. Yeah. And there was a positivity to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, that's what he strived for. And... Coming off of a decade's worth of Eminem as him being the only white rapper out yeah. there, Mac Miller just jumping out of the fucking the gate, being this the best party rapper in the history of, <laughs> of time. Like, it's like, okay, I can fucking ride with this. And so, so yeah, it almost made it. It it was literally like number eleven. Yeah, um, or number it, I'm sorry, number twenty one. Number twenty one. Yeah. The the swimming swimming for me. Um, I think it should have won like best rap album. Oh wow! Swimming, swimming definitely should have won best rap album, and like so many people were pissed off, and it was like Nipsey Hussle's Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle was on it. Uh, there were so many other things, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I'm not saying because he passed. I'm saying because of the lyricism, because of the sound, because of the mm-hmm. production, it was the best album this year. Yeah, or you know, the year that it had to come out, but unfortunately, it did not win. The, the Grammys are fucking weird. Yeah, the Grammys they're fucking real, They're fucking weird. They suck. Uh, but that does it for part one. That does it for part well, when one. When we started recording That's... this, I wasn't sure if we, we'd be able to fit it in in one episode, and <laughs> nope. <laughs> 20 is a lot of fucking albums. That's a lot of albums. Uh, and we still have 20 more to go over. 10 for you, 10 for me. Yeah. Uh, so I guess tune in next time. Uh, if the next episode has the same name as this one, then you can know to skip it. Those of y'all <laughs> who didn't listen to this one, aren't probably going to hear this, so never mind. I understood some of those things that you said. Yes, that makes sense. Um, But yeah, tune in next time. We're going to talk more about albums right now. You're not going to hear it for another week or so, but we have all December to release these, so. Yeah, listen to Dead Scene Kids, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, plugs, by the way. Um, (laughs) Listen to Dead Scene Kids. Dead Scene Kids can be found on realitybreach.com or any podcast player that... uh, you use whether it's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Podcasts. Or Google Play Music, or Spotify, Spotify, fucking Stitcher, or like like I the I use Podcast Addict. 
I didn't know we were on it. You're not. Um, <laughs> okay, but, good. But no, you, you, like, you, are, you are, but <laughs> it's because they use the iTunes like library. Okay. So they pull from the iTunes, like, and most podcast apps do. So any podcast app that you have is probably going to have Dead Scene Kids on it. That's, you, do you know how insanely crazy that is for me? Like, oh, that you're on absolutely on, uh, <laughs> like dude to look to look at like itunes and and see my name uh-huh. like on there and like i can click it and i was like that's fucking weird yeah yeah <laughs> like it when when reality breach hit spotify i was like the fuck man like <laughs> spotify yeah. we can do that okay cool yeah so, but yeah check that out check out the next episode which should be dropping probably in, a, in about a week uh where you I will reveal my number one album of the decade. <laughs> Alden will continue to mumble whatever he likes. <laughs> so tune in next time. Bye. Oh, wait, no, that's not how I end these. Tune in next time. Remember, get the ransom, shoot the hostage. <laughs>